What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And I am so glad that you're tuning in today because we have just a fabulous, fabulous show ahead. I just know it. I feel it in my bones. We're talking social media and you all know that that's just like one of my very favorite topics, right? So here it is, right? We all want to make our brand stand out in social media, but the problem is it's ever-changing landscape. How do you keep up? I know I have a really hard time. <laughs> and and not only do you have to strategize and implement, you, you have to stay up on the latest changes, news and trends and so on and so on. And and that's just not always easy because let's face it, most of us have, have a lot of other work to do, right? So today... I am bringing the information to you right here on the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, we are joined with Holly Berkeley, who is the author of four internet marketing books, four, wow, and two of which are required reading at universities here in the States as well as internationally. She developed the first social media marketing course for San Diego State University, where she continues to teach as a guest lecturer. Her newest book, The Social Media Advantage, shows business owners of all sizes how to maximize the benefits of social media marketing. Holly works as an independent internet marketing consultant based out of San Diego, California, where it might not be as sunny as it here is here in Chicagoland, but I'm sure it's a lot warmer. Hey, Holly, welcome to the show. Hi, Marla. Thanks for having me. I've been very much looking forward to it, and so has our audience. And um, you know, uh, everyone listening, Holly was kind enough to contribute to an article that I did uh, for Inc. Magazine Online a couple of weeks ago, a week, a week ago, actually, and it's become really, really popular. And Holly, in that article, you mentioned that social media use will directly impact our Google rankings now, which to any business owner is, is really, really important to know. So can we start out by talking a little bit about that? Sure, sure. So, so just from the very beginning, Google's ranking has always been based largely on link popularity, meaning the more incoming links you have, the more other websites that link to you, the more popular or important Google sees your website being and therefore will rank you higher. Along the way, all of us search engine specialists uh, figured that out and started, uh, let's say we started spamming uh spamming Google's uh, link popularity algorithm, but at the same time, people were doing these link exchanges, these link farms, and blasting you know, their website out to PR web or these places that get you lots of links very fast. And Google needed to find a way to you know, get rid of some of those, those smaller little spammy sites that might have been providing links back to people in an effort for 
search engine optimization. So they really start to more weight on social media, and they just released this whole new algorithm, uh, really putting even more weight on social media. So meaning real people are linking to your website, talking about your brand, liking your Facebook page, or plussing it on, on Google+. And so all these real-time conversations happening now are directly impacting your real-time search engine ranking. So it's a, it's, a, it's a big deal and really goes hand-in-hand with all the keyword optimization and things you're doing on, on your website. It's how people are talking about it online. Okay, so Holly, just to clarify, um, do those inbound and outbound links still factor in? They they do. It's really more of a how it's kind of this whole this whole web, right? So how important is that website linking to you? So mm-hmm. it's not going to matter if you get a lot of these little small spammy sites linking got to it. you. If you get these important sites linking to you, it still it still impacts it. But combined with all the social media, so Google is also going to want to rank. Whoever, whatever the most up-to-date website is first. So if you haven't updated your website in a very long time, it's just not going to show up as high as one getting updated. There's new content. There's fresh blog posts. Those are all the things that it's looking for. And, Holly, how important is video versus, um, like, maybe a vlog versus straight-out blogging? You know, everybody's very visual now. A lot of people have, a, because of social media, not a lot of attention span. <laughs> so mm-hmm. people are, you know, they're skimming down their Facebook page or LinkedIn or wherever, whatever social media they're using. And they're, they're looking at the images and they're looking at the, the videos. And so uh, videos is very important. In fact, Google is owns YouTube, as you know. And so that's the second yeah. largest search engine is, is YouTube. So people are going on there and looking for how-to videos, information, services. So it's a it's a very big deal to get a, a video as well. Yeah. As your good. blog. Blogs are important too. It's two different kinds of searches, but equally important. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I'm gonna take advantage of having you here and ask a question for myself if that's okay. <laughs> sure. Um I am actually uh redesigning my entire website and I intend on um posting a video every single week that correlates with my, my ink post, my ink article of, of the week, and then of course I'll I'll blog with a descriptor and such underneath. Is that a powerful way to present a website now? That is extremely powerful. You see, right. you're seeing those more and more now, where people write an article and then it gets picked up in media or whatnot, and they post a video on it. It's a very powerful post because it really applies to the two different kinds of people. Some people don't always want to look at a video; they're at work and they need mm-hmm. to scan the information fast. So it gives you both uh, reaches both audiences and then both types of search. So and then couple that with sharing it on social media, and you really have a powerful combination there. Good, good. Thanks for affirming that move for me. You know, it's scary when you're making such a big investment of time, dollars, and it, everything else. It does. It takes a lot of time, but it, it's it's worth it. Yeah, fabulous. I'm so excited. Wonderful. This is great. So, so now we've got, you know, I mean, really, the social medium platform du jour. I swear to goodness, one comes out every three hours, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, we've got a lot of the popular ones that are still considered newer, like Pinterest and Instagram and Snapshot, and and it gets really overwhelming. So how do you advise your clients to get profiles on on these networks, or do you advise that they actually get on each and every one? 
So it really depends on your business. I, I do recommend that before you join any social network as a business, you should use it personally and really get to know it because you never want to start throwing messages out there and spamming people and things like that. So, you know, get to know, get on Pinterest, start using it personally. And you'll get, you'll understand if it is a good place for your audience. Uh, for example, Pinterest is an excellent place for anybody uh, in the food or design industry, uh, a lot of clothing, a lot of, if you're in the wedding business, it's definitely a place to be. You know, mm-hmm. I had a client right. that had wedding cakes. Uh, so, so take a look at what kinds of things people are sharing on there because it's not right for every business. Um, it's largely a, a lot of women use Pinterest, a lot of, and very visual companies do well on that. Uh, Instagram is, is another one. It's, it's, it's huge, especially among the younger audience. Uh, a lot of them are moved over to Instagram because they feel like all their parents, grandparents are on, on Facebook now. But uh, it's, again, start using it personally so you can understand how it's used so you don't, you know, because your business is your brand and it's out there and you don't want to make a mistake with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's important to kind of experiment a little bit, get to know the platform and, and to make sure that your audience is there, you know, of course is really important too. But most business owners who are doing their own social, which would be your small, very small and micro businesses mostly, I would think, um, I think a lot of them really do struggle with, wow, where am I going to find the time? Are there mm-hmm. certain industries that do better on certain social platforms than others? And there are, like like I said, with Pinterest, it'd be more the, the very visual. You have some really interesting jewelry or, like I said, a, a wedding cake designer and things like that. Uh, and and it's really about, about testing it. So, you know, you could start, you could build an account and just use it and just see, see if it starts to work, but don't expect instant overnight success because it takes time to build up all these relationships online. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it's really just don't feeling overwhelmed. Like you have to be everywhere and be everything to everyone. It's better to have this smaller niche group where you really are getting to know your audience and they can help uh, share the message as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is is there one that you've seen? I don't know if you work with a, a niche set of clients or not. Is there is there one platform that you've seen works best for most of your clients? You know, it's really all over the board. I, I know people don't want to hear that. They want to hear that there's this silver bullet that's going to help everybody. But it really depends. For example, I have a uh, a client that's you know very niche. You know, they do training for surgeons, and they're finding a lot of. Uh, success on LinkedIn. So we're running these very targeted ads to surgeons and doing these posts and, and it's working very well where I have some nonprofit clients where LinkedIn kind of works when we're thinking a big corporate sponsor, things like that work well, but otherwise Facebook is the place where you're getting, you'll be able to share more photos and create that emotional bond with people and people like to support companies, their friends like when it comes to nonprofits. So Facebook has been just huge for my nonprofit clients and uh, it's working very well for them that way. So again, I, you know, you try a little bit with everybody, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and like Twitter works very well for these, again, like the surgeon group, you know, there's a big medical conference to be able to tweet in live real time from the conference right. and gain, you know, gain access that way uh, is good, but it doesn't work as well for the nonprofit. So it just, you know, it just mm-hmm. depends doing a little bit of testing each way. Okay. 
Okay. I know for me right now, the way, I think the way that you approach social media will also determine what the best um, platform is for you as well. For me, I get the most bang out of my buck at Twitter right now, but Mm -hmm. I suspect that after I start with all this video, the Facebook and and of course YouTube are really going to be my friends. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, Holly, we are already about to go into our first break. My goodness, it's uh, it's fun when you're learning something new. So, when we come back from break, Holly, I'd like to address the other thing you talked about in in the ink article that uh, that you contributed to, and and that is the analytic programs and using using more than one. So, I'd love to pick your brain a little bit on that topic. And uh, today, you are listening to the Million Dollar Mindset. And I am here with Holly Berkeley. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on TogiNet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for Second Chances, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVette live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. 
And we're here today with internet marketing consultant and author Holly Berkeley and learning so very much. And we have mentioned a few times now the article that uh, Holly contributed to over at Inc. So why don't I go ahead and give you the URL where you'll find that. It's com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka and just look for four reasons four big reasons to overhaul your social media marketing in 2014 and Holly one of the other things that you said in that article is with all of these other newer social networks weighing in uh, we're going to have to use a combination of various analytic programs now a lot of us know about Google Analytics but uh, you say that no one program really gives us everything we need to know can you talk a little about what we need to know, what we can find via analytics, and maybe suggest another couple that people can explore? Sure. So Google Analytics is still my favorite. I use that for all my clients. Uh, you know, it's really, it helps you track actual sales and leads and people that fill out your contact form. You can, you can get a lot of information that way, which is extremely valuable. But a lot of it's, it's not doesn't show you the full picture. So maybe not everybody clicked and bought something uh, based on a Facebook post you made, but you, you need to understand it still is a valuable post that you might have made. I mean, how many shares did it get? How much interactions? And, and what helps people you know, decide to Google your brand later and come to your website so they didn't necessarily click through that post. So it's really a combination of tools now, and there's not one that I found that, that does it all. Uh, so you know, I still have to go to the source. So, and it's nice that each social network now provides analytics. Like even Instagram has an analytics tied to it. LinkedIn has one that's very good, and uh, and of course Facebook. Facebook Insights lets you see uh, which posts got the most engagement, clicks, interaction, and by seeing those, you can see well, what what should I post more of? What do people really like? Do they uh, and you can uh, fine tune your what you decide to post and how often and and things like that based on on those ideas and both those analytics that you get. Okay, and with uh, Facebook Insights, that's only for pages, right? Yes. Yeah. It's only for pages. Mm-hmm. So if you're using your personal account, you want to make sure and get your Facebook page up there so that you can take advantage of all that because there's just a fabulous wealth of information in there. And Holly, over on LinkedIn, do you have to be a paid LinkedIn member to, member to see the analytics? You do. You have to have a page. And so once you are, are a page, and you can see a lot of information about you know, who the demographics of the people. So you're making sure you're, you're engaging with the right people, your right target audience, and, uh, and that's very helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Yeah. And that's, yeah, to stay targeted, to know your niche and really stay targeted is important, just like it is in any marketing arena at all. Uh, yes. So you need to figure out what, what are your goals are. So why are you not just doing all the social media to be the most popular person on the internet, right? It's like right. you have these goals, especially as a, a small business, you can't just be uh, doing all this for branding, general branding purposes. You actually want to find you know, who's going to buy my product, who's going to recommend it, who's going to share it. So figuring out, narrowing down what your goals are and what your reasons for using the internet and social media marketing will help you better understand what you're looking for in those analytics. Okay, wonderful. So let me pose a question from uh, one of our listeners who sent in a question in advance. This is from Melissa in Illinois. And uh, Melissa wants to know how important it really is to post more than one post a day. Now, I 
I don't know if she's talking about a particular uh, social media outlet. Uh, how many posts do, do you recommend a day? And is there a science to the times of the days that you should post? Or is it best to post when you think your targeted audience is on their mm -hmm. computer? You know, again, it's, you know, people say best time to post is in the morning and at lunchtime. And, uh, but it really, it really depends on your audience. For example, you know, working moms tend to be on Facebook and these social networks after nine o'clock at night, you know, after the, the kids are asleep and, and then, then they're online. You know, but there's certain audiences that are online all day. The college uh, students I teach, they, they're checking their Facebook page all day long, every day. They see everything. Uh, I actually disagree with having to post more than once a day. Again, depends on your audience, but, you know, I know I've defriended or uh, unliked uh, pages that have posted more than a few times a day. It just gets to be too much. There's so much information out there. Uh, it depends. So, again, again, Twitter, you can do a lot more. Uh, right. People are more accepting of lots of posts. Facebook, you know, really, it's better to be quality messages and the, and when messages start getting shared and liked and talked about, you don't want to post something else over that because it's going to knock that one down. It's better to let that one stay and get more engagement and get uh, more, you know, because it, it'll just knock down that more popular post if you post something new on top of it. So it's not really a formula, and that's the whole kind of problem when people use these automated hoop tweets and things like that. They're not looking at what's happening with that post. They're just scheduling out all these posts ahead of time. Right, right. And, you know, it's funny for me when I go into Hootsuite, it is simply to schedule posts. I don't I don't use it to interact and I don't use it to to, like you said, check and see how they're doing, because it's just I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. But I do. Here's what I do. And I don't know if you can tell us if this is a good idea or not. Um, let's say I'm tweeting out uh, something that you said on today's show, I will tweet it a few times, but I'll make it entirely different day parts. So one will go out when people are waking up, one might go out midday and the other might go out at eight or nine o'clock at night because I have an international audience. Mm -hmm. um, is that a good way to use it? So that is a good way to use it. And, and there is a time and a place for, for Hootsuite and things like that, but uh, it, but it's just, uh, especially when it comes to the, the Facebooks and things, that it's really good to see what, what's happening and how people are interacting before you just throw out the next post. And a lot of managers, I feel like they schedule it and then they don't really look back at their profiles and see what's mm -hmm. happening. And so you can kind of get yourself in trouble with that. But I think how you're using it with Twitter is, is exactly a, a great example of how you could be using Hootsuite. Great. And so while we're on the topic of posts, I'd like to ask you this other question from another listener. This is from Beth. And Beth is a psychotherapist, life coach, and energy healer. And she's got graphics put together that she uses to sort of brand different themed posts. So she's got one graphic uh, in, I think she's, she's probably, yeah, she's referring to Facebook. She's got one graphic that says, check it out. Another, this is amazing people doing amazing things. And one is as tools to help reduce stress. So her question is, how can she get people to participate in this more so that the page becomes more interactive? You know what, I'd have to kind of look at that. That's a, that's a tough question to answer just by hearing that bit of information. So she's, mm -hmm. she's posting these things uh, on Facebook and then she wants more people to interact with each Right. Type of post, like amazing right. people. She wants them to suggest people. Um, 
I would imagine that would be, yeah, that would be a goal, suggest people or make comments on, on the amazing people that she talks about. That's my guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, gosh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'd have to look at the posts and then yeah. see what, what's happening. Again, I'd recommend that she looks at her analytics and see, well, which one of those posts is getting the most interaction, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe she can do similar ones to whatever the most popular one was. And if none of them are getting any traction, then she needs to rethink how she's presenting that because it's not attracting uh, the, the right audience. Mm-hmm. And, and also, it depends on how many Facebook followers she has. So in social media, they say uh, only about 1% of your audience are creators. So you have to have a pretty big audience. Uh, about 10% are, or let's see, I'm sorry, 9% are the editors. They're the ones that are commenting on your post. They're liking it. They might forward it, but they're never going to start a conversation. And then the rest of them, the 89% left, are the ones that are listening. So there's still people listening, but think about how big your audience has to be to get those people to be commenting or to actually create something out of that. Yeah. So is there a magic number when a business owner creates a page on Facebook? Is there a magic number where they might are more likely to start seeing some interaction? Uh, you know, it depends on your audience again, you know, how passionate they are and how, yeah. how niche it might be. But, you know, I would say like when you do like a contest on Facebook, it really doesn't work with, you know, less than a thousand people that mm-hmm. like your page. It's just really hard to get it going. Uh, you know, especially when you think about those percentages I just gave. <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, the more you have, definitely the, the more is that. Those Facebook like ads are very effective in helping you build up your base. And then that way, once you build up your base, then your boosted posts and your posts that you do are going to have more leverage because more people see them. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, there is a second half to Beth's question, and, and she posts the link to the website of the amazing person she talks about. And and um, is is there a way that she can get their click-throughs to her webpage, to their be- webpage, I think she means, to benefit her Facebook page? So is there any benefit to, to the Facebook user in other words, uh, to to post that link other than sharing of the information. So when you post a link to somebody else, it's not really helping you at all. Mm-hmm. So right. it's a good idea to have that landing page, if, if that's what you're saying. So she could post it to her site first, like some kind of intro, teaser, and then to their, per- their page. That way she's getting the advantage of the social media, search engine optimization, things like that. If she's just using social media but posting to someone else's site, you're just helping that other person. Right, which is a great thing to do. Um, it is in some cases, but that's depends great. on your goal, right? <laughs> What's yeah. your goal? Yeah. So, so for Beth, she would, in other words, create an amazing people doing amazing things landing page, yep. link to her page, and then and there from there post the link to the other person. Wonderful. Well, we are about to go into this second break already, and uh, Holly, when we come back, you mentioned Facebook ads, so I think our audience would probably love to learn more about Facebook ads. Because uh, it can be scary because you're actually putting some money into this now, right? And, and we haven't, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, that's not the way that we were introduced to social media. So, so that can be a scary thing. So we're going to come back from this break and talk a little about Facebook and, and some other ad opportunities that you might find out there. And so on the break, why don't you head on over to Inc.com and check out 
the article that Holly submitted to, and that is for big reasons to overall your social media marketing in 2014. And we will see you back right after this break. Thanks for joining us today. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for smart health with your host, Dr. Glenn Mia. Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Smart Health is a one-hour program dedicated to discussions, interviews, and news in the ever-changing world of medicine. Information leads to smart choices, and smart choices lead to a healthier lifestyle. That's the quote of host and broadcast journalist Dr. Glenn Mia, M.D. This magazine-style radio show is a fast-paced program bringing together medical experts, authors, and patients to examine what works and what doesn't in staying healthy. Dr. Glenn Mia is a board-certified physician in pediatrics and internal medicine. His philosophy to wellness starts with an investment. He says proper nutrition, rest, and exercise are the best personal investments to maintaining good health. So join us for Smart Health with Dr. Glenn Mia. Fridays at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And thanks so much for being here today. We are here with Holly Berkeley, and you can learn more about Holly and find a list of, of her books and lots of great information over at her website, and that is Burke, and that's B-E-R-K, web, W-E-B, BurkeWeb.com. So Holly, going into break, we're, we're, you had mentioned Facebook like ads, and uh, I'd love you to tell us a little bit more about the opportunity for ads on Facebook and, and who should try them and maybe who should not, who should stay away from them. Sure. So I've had a lot of success with Facebook ads. They've, they've really worked very well, assuming that you, you really narrow in on who your target audience is. You can narrow down by, by zip code, by uh, gender, by what college somebody went to, uh, what other Facebook pages they may like. So if you really uh, think about these things and target it, they can be very, very effective. 
uh, and it's and you can test different kinds of calls to action, images, and they're all very uh, reasonable. And it's much cheaper than uh, Google keywords and, and things like that. So, uh, and the Facebook like ads I mentioned are, are very effective too. They're those ones that you see on the right hand side. Oh, your friend likes so-and-so like this company and so then you see that and it's kind of an automatic endorsement that your friends like this company and then you, you think you might want to like it as well and those have been very effective as well so I do recommend those especially for clients just starting a Facebook page you want to start building up the likes and getting some traction to, to make your posts really uh, last longer so for for a micro business or a solopreneur very small business Holly can you give us like a ballpark figure on how much someone would need to spend on these ads to begin seeing an ROI? You know, it, it, it depends. The people that are going to spend the most are people that uh, try to target, you know, like weight loss, beauty, you know, mortgage rate, things like that, that you're trying to go after these really competitive audiences and you're trying to reach out to too many people. Ones that are more specific, like, say, a San Diego gym, and you're trying to target people in just this uh, little area or, uh, you know, like my surgeon training example, you know, just targeting people in a residence and medical school at a certain age group, things like that. If you get really targeted like that, you're going to see better uh, response, and it's much cheaper, you know, $50 a month. You know, how much you can spend for, for that. But, of course, it's a lot upwards, you know, if you get into that beauty, weight loss, makeup group that you're just trying to target to a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. I saw an example of one um, a, a little while ago that I, I thought was clever. It was actually from one of my peers and, who obviously is also a coach. And uh, it said, join other coaches in the Chicago area to – whatever, I don't even remember what it said, but it said Chicago and other coaches. And boy, did that catch my eye. So she mm-hmm. was doing, you know, the, the regional, the regional target. So you can really break down to a very fine-tuned niche, right? You can, and there's also uh, various Facebook groups. I'm sure there's some groups that, uh, that people, your peers all belong to. So if you do a Facebook ad targeting that Facebook group and, or, or page, then you can all of a sudden uh, reach all those people. So a lot of these like trade shows and events have a page if you wanted to go after all those people. So how, And the more targeted you are, the, the cheaper it is. And yeah. when you're setting up these ads, it'll show you on the right-hand side how many people you're going to actually reach. And if it's too many, you're probably going to waste a lot of money in clicks, right? So you yeah. want to get that number a little smaller. Okay, so so this is a case where it's very different than traditional marketing, where you want to reach the masses. You want that number to be pretty small and fine tuned. You do because you're going to get better re- response, right? Uh, so, and, and the same thing with with LinkedIn. LinkedIn gives uh, you can get some great response if you if you're targeting people by their job titles, then that's a great place to to reach people as well. Those, those LinkedIn ads. Mm-hmm. And. Um, is there a way you can tell us how they compare Facebook versus LinkedIn in in cost? There, uh, LinkedIn's a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's about I would say like two fifty a click for some of the ads I've been running. Where Facebook can be you know a couple couple cents on the dollar depending on how you set it up. Uh, so it's. And again, you set up those trackable links, and you're tracking it through Google, and you can see what, what's working and what's not. Uh, 
again, like I said, the, the LinkedIn ads, you know, I tried some for some of the nonprofit fundraising things we were doing. Not as effective as Facebook because you can really Facebook, you can show those larger images and get that emotion where LinkedIn works better for very specific uh, job titles and groups and, and corporate training things and things that really people are on in a different mindset when they're on LinkedIn. Okay. Now, I haven't had too much experience with the, the Twitter ads. I don't find them targeted enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that they have since tried to make them more targeted, but in my experience, Twitter ads, those promoted posts work much better for like a, a Pepsi or a McDonald's or these really big brands that are okay reaching everybody. But the small business owner that needs to be more targeted, I don't feel like Twitter's uh, targeted ads are, are quite there yet as far as okay. if you really wanted to just target like someone in San Diego, for example. Yeah, good information. So we'll stay away from those for a while, but I'm sure they'll come around. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> How about YouTube? Is there an opportunity for advertising there? There is, and you would set that up through your Google AdWords account, and right. you can set that up by, by topics and keywords and, and, and all those good things. Oh, that gets intimidating. <laughs> I know, a lot, a lot of ways. Oh, my goodness. And and as long as you've mentioned Google AdWords, there's there's also pay-per-click. But is, is that something you probably want to pay someone to manage for you? It's, I definitely think you should pay somebody in the beginning to help you set it up and test it. It's really easy to waste a lot of money really quickly mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing. So, uh, so. You can help have somebody professionally set it up for you, test which words are working, make sure all your tracking set right so you can see which words actually lead to sales or to leads or whatever that is that you're trying to track. And then once it's fine-tuned, then you can it can just be on autopilot. Okay. Wonderful. Great information. So something that I think businesses, especially once you get up and going, right, you know, you really need to be careful about what online reputation you are gaining for yourself. And that includes your, you know, the comments where people can rate you and like Yelp and and places like that. Do you have any recommendations for for management of that or, or how to um, obviously, great services is the best way to mm-hmm. avoid, you know, people bashing you on the web. But, I mean, even sometimes the best businesses get unhappy customers and such. Can you talk a little bit about online reputation management? Uh, they do. And, and uh, it's, you know, like, of course, you want to have great customer service, you know, encourage your best clients to go leave reviews. Uh, websites like Yelp and Amazon, the reason they, people really trust their reviews is because they have a really strict anti-spam policy. They really make sure you're a real person before you can leave a review. They, they'll mm-hmm. knock you off if you're some fake marketing person just trying to leave reviews for your client, things like that. Uh, so, And if you do get a bad review, you know, first of all, pay attention to it. You know, Set up Google Alerts or some way to really monitor when people talk about your business. And don't be afraid to reach out to those bad reviewers and see how you can make it right because it's going to be there forever, this review. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times the client just wants you to reach out to them to make it right, whether you need to give them a coupon or, or whatever it is to get them back in. And a lot of times if you do that, they'll take down their review or they'll post a new one. And it's very valuable to take the effort to, to make it right if you can. 
Mm-hmm. It really is. And, you know, I had that experience from, from, from the consumer side of things once where, you know, I went to a website where people do graphics or voiceovers or what have you for, for a very low fee. And I thought, oh, why not? I'll give it a try. So I asked this guy to do this graphic. And it was, I mean, it was like, it was hideous, <laughs> you know, but I mean, he tried and, and he did some revisions. He just didn't have the skill level that I was looking for. And I said that in a review and he came back and he said, look, this is my livelihood. I'm so sorry. I tried my best for you. And so I didn't change it to wow, this graphic was outstanding, but I did change it to talk about instead of saying how bad the graphic was, I talked more about his customer service, which was good. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, from a consumer standpoint, I can say that that does work. Reach out instead of avoiding the people and, and wishing mm-hmm. you could get even. <laughs> and it, it does it. And it really works. I mean, these big companies, you know, the, the Verizons, the PayPal's, these big companies, they, they use these social listening tools, you know, like a Radiant six or these Salesforces, or, and they go out there and they, they're listening. And if you post a, a comment or some kind of complaint about their brand, they have people on staff that'll go out there and reach out to you and try to fix it. And so it's the whole job now to, to look for those people because they know these conversations are happening online and they know that they're critical to their businesses to, yeah. to get them fixed. And they really do, again, from the consumer's point of view, there have been a few times when I've wanted to get the attention of a brand and, mm-hmm. you know, calling just wasn't working. And so I went to their Facebook page and I yep. messaged them. I didn't post any, well, in one case, I did post something right on the page, but in in, in two other cases, I met, I did a private message and boy, in all three cases, I got immediate response. So that's a nifty little trick. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's do full circle back to to SEO for a minute, Holly. Actually, we only have about a minute and a half until our next break. Wow. Um, But maybe when we come back from break, I'd I'd love to hear a few more tips from you, if possible, on how, you know, again, the small business owner especially who doesn't maybe have the funds to hire somebody to do SEO, you know, what are some things that they can get rankings to do that they can get rankings in their favor? I know, like, for instance, making sure that your business is listed in Yelp, on Yelp, and and other places like it, uh, Google Places, Google Maps. Um, I know that that can be really important. And I'd love your input on some other really simple ways that a small business can get some some uh, some sweet feedback from Google. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll do that when we come back from this break. And. Uh, Meanwhile, why don't you check out this week's article over on Inc., which is kind of fun. Uh, Last week, I had Bob Berg on the show here, and uh, Bob and I collaborated on an article called Five Ways to Win People, and, uh, you know, without manipulation or coercion or or anything that doesn't feel good to either party, because manipulation obviously doesn't feel good. But you can win people over in a way that makes everybody happy. And so um, Bob provided some great, great points from his latest book. And uh, that's over at Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Time and change are accelerating, making it increasingly difficult to gracefully go with the flow. Women Change the World presents conversations with featured guests about changes in their lives and how that change has created new and positive opportunities. Women Change the World with your host, Dr. Beth Golden, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central here on toginet.com. We all know that change can knock you off course, and Dr. Beth's show and practices focus on revealing everything that's right with you. This information will help you make choices that align your true nature and set you along your path of least resistance. As Dr. Beth says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. For more on Dr. Beth and her show, go to drbethgolden.com. That's drbethgolden.com. Women Change the World with your host, Dr. Beth Golden. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central here on toginet.com. Have you got kids? Need a little help dealing with your everyday battles? Is it time for you to call in reinforcements? Then join us each week for Mommy Warriors Live as longtime mob bloggers Alyssa Banco and Nicole Perry share their informative and hilarious stories from the front lines of parenthood. Armed with nothing but band-aids, some tissue, and a half-charged cell phone, there's no parenting battle the Mommy Warriors can't solve. Tune in each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another episode of Mommy Warriors Live. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're here with Holly Berkeley. You can check out her books and information about Holly's services at berkweb.com. That's B-E-R-K-Web-W-E-B.com. So, Holly, uh, we're talking about search engine optimization and, and some of the things that smaller business owners can do to maybe at least get local rankings going for them. What, what are your, uh, your favorite tricks? So, sure, there's a couple of things. One is uh, for the local rankings, you need to put your address in text on your homepage. So it's not going to help if it's in a graphic on your page. So Google is going to look for your zip code, and it's going to look for your area code to your phone number. So even if you have a 1-800 number, make sure you do a local area code on there as well so Google can know what where you're located. And that's going to help with the Google Maps and the Google local pages and things like that. So that would be the, the first piece of advice I'd give a, a local business is that, that address at the bottom of all their pages. Uh, and secondly is uh, if you're in a really competitive industry and you just don't have the resources to be blogging every day and to do these kind of link development and things like that, take the time to uh, – Look up, uh, make sure you're optimized for the right keywords. Sometimes you can find what's called a, a long tail search term, which is one of those search terms that's, you know, three to four words long, which actually stats have shown that people that search for three to four words are a very serious searcher. You know, if you search for just the computers or whatnot mm-hmm. or a, a single word, you're, you're still in the very early in the research process. By the time you're searching for you know, a San Diego PC computer store or whatever it is, it's, you're very more closer to the buying process. So if you can uh, 
find the right keyword, uh, longer keyword terms, and optimize your site for that. Uh, you'll find some things that are less competitive and might actually work a lot better for your for your company. Uh, an, an example of that is, for example, uh, my husband's a, a contractor, and rather than trying to optimize for San Diego Construction Company, which is highly competitive, we found some other words like uh, San Diego Room Editions or some more sp service-specific words that got a lot of searches and low competition, and so those got a lot of successful organic traffic by optimizing for those words. And what what percentage, you know, when I'm writing a blog, for instance, and I am focused on stress reduction with emotional freedom techniques, okay, what percentage of my words need to be these key words and the long tail and such? Is there a percentage? So take uh, close attention to your title. Uh, the blog title is going to be key. It's gonna, that's a big deal. And then also... Um, linking in your article. So uh, whenever you link a keyword within your blog post, it's going to give it a lot of weight. That's what uh, Google helps figure out what's the, the weight uh, piece of the, the article. And then also just repeating those keywords, uh, you know, three times or several, a couple times in your article without overdoing it, you know, just kind of getting those, those words in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the overdoing it is really important, right? Because don't they kind of see it as like spamming keywords then? They do. So, so when you do your blog title, you do get those keywords in there, think about search engine optimization. But then when you share it on social media, then you kind of can change the title and make it really friendly and catchy and short. <laughs> so uh -huh. kind of doing a co combination of the two. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so we've got keywords, links, um, what else? So, so another thing, uh, the Google AdWords, as well. It's a great way to kind of test out which are the best keywords for you to start optimizing. As we all know, we've gone through it. Optimizing naturally for search can take a long time. And you want to make sure, especially the small business owner, that you're doing it with the right words. You don't want to waste all your time on words that aren't going to convert people to leads. So I usually I will buy keywords on Google and do like a 30-day buy. You're going to get a ton of traffic really fast and you're going to be able to track that traffic and know oh, okay, these converted, so this is the words that I'm going to focus all my blog posts and social media posts on. These are the mm -hmm. most valuable words. And so uh, it kind of gives you a, a leg up to know what, what words are really going to work instead of just guessing. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, because now we no longer have Google's keyword tool to work with. Um, they took that away, right? You can still get to it. Uh, the link always changes, so you just gotta type ah. in "free keyword research tool" on Google, and eventually you you'll find it. <laughs> we kind of oh, hit it okay. for some reason. Oh, okay. I thought they took it away altogether. Well, that's good to know because that was always fun to play with too. Um, it was. Yeah. So you you mentioned using AdWords, and and uh, that's done through your Google AdWords account, right? So everybody should set up a Google AdWords account, right? Yes. Uh huh. Okay, wonderful. Um, oh, one of the things that, that I wanted to ask is uh, I remember when I was setting up, you know, I was registering on different directories and sites and such, and I did it like weeks and weeks apart. You know, I didn't sit down and do it all at once. And for some reason, I used my cell phone number on some and my office number on others. 
And I was told that that was really not a good thing to do, to be very consistent with the phone number because you were talking about placing phone num- – we were talking about placing phone numbers. Is mm-hmm. that true? Is that, is that something to be careful with? You know, I, I don't have an answer for that one. Okay. Uh, I just know it, it makes things a little easier. You know, yeah. Google likes to have everything tied together, but sometimes that's, that's hard to do because you need different accounts for different things. So. Okay. And here's one more you may or may not have, have heard about. I, I read an article a couple of weeks ago that I thought was interesting, and it, and it said, you know, people are, are getting search savvy now, finally. And, and they type in questions. They type in very specific questions. And um, this author said that a great way to, to attract Google's attention is to ask common questions within your post. So how can I get my colicky baby some comfort, you know, things like mm-hmm. that? Well, here's how. What do you know about that? that that's, I'm gr- glad you brought that up. So where in the past people would find these keywords and these long-term search or things like that, and they really just focus on, oh, i got to repeat this, this phrase like five times in my page and my title tags and this and that, you can be a little bit looser with that because people search looser now and people with, you know, a Siri and they're talking into their cell phones now and they're asking questions. And so Google's pulling a combination of uh, this conversation that's happening on social media. So it kind of goes back to the social media. What are people talking about? And that's how people talk casually on, on social media and they're linking to your brand. And so it kind of all comes full circle from what, what we've talked about today as far as that how people are talking about you on social media, all those keywords in your website as well. Are they linking to you? And it's a, it's more of a natural conversation as well. Mm, okay. Yeah. So make it very natural. Um, you had mentioned, you mentioned people on cell phones. Uh, and it's important that your site obviously is optimized for other devices now because that's where people are doing their shopping. Isn't it over 50% now? Uh, it's got to be something like that. The numbers keep changing, keep going up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is is uh, optimization, is there anything we n- need to know about optimization given all the mobile devices that people are using now? Or does it just kind of cover everything across the board? The things oh, well, you, you definitely need to make sure your site is is viewable on a mobile phone. So you go test mm-hmm. that out and there's some different resources out there. There's even some free Google tools out there that'll help you convert your site to mobile. Uh, or you can get it professionally done depending on the, the depth of your site and your, your needs. But it's it's pretty critical, especially for restaurants and a lot of these local businesses for people to be able to quickly pull up a menu and get the contact information, get a map. Uh, it's, it's, it's critical. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of SEO, is there anything that people use the devices the same, right? I mean, there really shouldn't be any difference, right? They use them the same. You know, that local address is going to be a big deal for you. The Google uh, Places, Google Maps, uh, just making sure that you're in all of those areas. And if you search and you're not, there's usually a little link where you can, you know, add my listing or, or, you know, and then you have to go through the process of they send you the postcard and you enter in the the PIN number and things like that to prove that you're a local address. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's really taking the time to do those things is going to help you show up on those local searches. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And uh, I already know there's no magic formula or magic way to do this, but uh, small businesses, you know, how much time do you think a small business owner needs to spend in social every week? 
Gosh, you know what they, if once you, if you're going to be on social media, you need to check it every day. You need to make yeah. sure, you know, things are going the way you want them to go on your Facebook page and Twitter. You can't just post something and then be like, all right, done for the day. I'm out. <laughs> you know, you really need <laughs> right. to pay attention because things happen in real time and people expect a, a response, you know, so once you put yourself out there then you're, you're kind of always on, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. So, so you, well, you do need to check it every day. Yeah. I think it's important to check it and to be, to be active <laughs> in it every mm -hmm. single day. Yeah. Well, Holly, we've, we've had just such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for being here. What, you know, what is one single piece of advice that you'd like to give to a small business or maybe even a business just starting out in uh, social media marketing? To, to really just to test, you know, just, just, start you know, well first definitely use the social media by as a personal you know personally if you understand how people are using it how are people really interacting what kind of information do they really want to get and then once you set up your business page start testing different things really look at the analytics uh, look at your your uh, insights things like that figure out what people like and what's working and then do more of that mm -hmm. and once you figure it out don't be afraid to test something new you know something you know might be even better that you haven't even thought of so uh, you're going to get immediate feedback and like I said all of that great stuff about internet marketing is reading all the analytics and figuring out what's working so use that to your advantage and, and keep refining so you figure out what works Awesome. Awesome. So make up and make sure and pick up uh, Holly's newest book, The Social Media Advantage. And I'm sure we can find it on Amazon, right? Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And you'll also find it at BerkWeb.com. Again, thank you, Holly Berkeley, for being here with us today and just uh, offering us such a wonderful, wonderful amount of information. We, we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And thank you to, for listening today. Make sure and join us next week when we have another wonderful expert on the show. Uh, Jackie Ruiz Camacho owns JJR Marketing in Illinois. And uh, again, just such wonderful information and insights that you'll gain from Jackie about marketing and public relations for your small business. So I know Jackie personally, and uh, she's just one of the most passionate people you will ever ever have the opportunity uh to hear on this show she's she's amazing so make sure that you join us next week same time same place and always you can find me at marlatabaka.com and i'm looking forward to hearing from you thanks for listening we'll see you next week here on million dollar mindset radio Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 